Hi, Joe Lysett here in Bridge End, and my favourite agricultural podcast is the Pub Yields podcast with Jacob and Di. All the other agricultural podcasts are a load of piss and shit. They're a load of piss and shit. Not too bad, David. How's things for yourself? Fucking boring, mate. Fucking boring. Ah, I hope this isn't going to be a theme for 2022, but the year definitely has not started off with a bang, is it? Literally. I, well, I'm just looking at the calendar now. I haven't left the house for 10 days. I don't think the listeners will be shocked, but it is nice for you to be start the year off by being honest and admit that you haven't done any milk in for the last 10 days. Well, uh, right, I haven't left the yard and I haven't, I haven't, you know, I haven't fucking you can't, gone you can't retract. You can't retract that, mate. You cannot I, retract I haven't that. fucking gone anywhere, right? Uh, oh, it's painful. Uh, but obviously, New Year's, New Year's was cancelled. And, well... Yeah, it's not, can- not cancelled for our English friends. Oh, they're allowed to do whatever they want. COVID, they've eradicated COVID. Let's not get too political. All right, yeah, let's not get too political, but fuck Drakeford. <laughs> it's, it's, it's rule of six. But you try finding six friends that aren't currently isolated. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and one of our friends, Bungalow, is, oh, you know, he's very, very COVID police, isn't he? You know, you know can't, can't be seen in a pub. You know, not when COVID's about, you know, you've seen that man on the telly, that little old man with grey hair and glasses on BBC Wales News, and he was saying, you know, COVID is more prevalent now than it's ever been. So I, I, I can't come for a drink with you sat around the table, boys. I, I don't know where you've been. Two days later, he's playing rugby because rugby's still allowed. Yeah, yeah, but you're not drinking when you're playing rugby. Yeah. So his justification is that you can't catch COVID if you play rugby, but you can catch it if you're drinking. Do you understand that, Di? And he's a tight head prop, so he's in the fucking middle of a scrum. <laughs> he's fine. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't quite grasp that. This is the same guy, mind. Remember, remember when we were going somewhere once, and I think there were seven of us, so we wouldn't all fit in a car? So... Five of us all went in one car and then Bungalow had to drive one other guy in his passenger seat. So when he, and he was only like blackmail to Bungalow's house. So what's that? Like fucking two miles, maybe three miles. What? Yeah. He had the windows. on. <laughs> so he drove those three miles with all the windows down. And then when, when the guy got out, he went and got fucking bleach and cleaned the leather of the seat down. Yep. I understand the windows were sitting next to him, but he didn't need the fucking booth open as well, did he? I think that was yeah. a bit too far. <laughs> he didn't need to put a load of air freshener trees around fucking Captain's uh, neck without getting too, too serious. It's, we're going to have to do something about it, aren't we? Because, well, it's... COVID might be prevalent, but... Oh, you having a phone call? Oh, <laughs> well, that, that was my alarm. I had an afternoon nap, didn't I? <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a joke. That wasn't after afternoon lap. That was my um, that was my alarm. New Year, new me. I got to go for a run now, so it's reminding yeah. me. Come on, yeah, got to go for that's a run. Classic. Where, where are we going yeah. for a run, Jake? We've been saying we we're going to go for a run together for a year now. I went for a run with Gwen last night, mate. You know, cheeky little ten miler around Bridgen Town. Ten miles, yeah. Oh, she, she running away from here when you're trying to keep up. Or? 
Now me running away from her, like trying to speak Welsh and just covering me in spit and I don't want to go wet. So it's just keep running and she keeps talking. Basically, I got this image of you two standing next to each other and she says, can I talk to you about the um, the benefits of Welsh independence? And then you start running and she's like, no, listen, honestly, honestly we... <laughs> that, was, that was literally, literally made. All I heard was, Benefits of Welsh independence, how our water, if we charge for our water to England, we would be the wealthiest country in the world. And oh, I just, I didn't want to listen, mate. So good way to get 10 miles out of me. <laughs> but yeah, we, um, yeah, we normally come on, Jake, and talk about stuff we've done. We've literally done nothing. Yeah. Tell yeah, you what. Yeah, oh, no. But I tell you what, this podcast, what highlight of the week. Yeah. They actually had a good swig with them. It was you good. Know, I, I was just about to say, I say we've done nothing. We have actually had one fucking good swig, the most COVID secure swig we could ever have, us on Zoom with the lovely people from Rolls Farm. And again, it just goes to show the difference between England and Wales, isn't it? There's three of them sat right next to each other in cl- close proximity. And then there was us two on separate Zooms. Well, they do live together. But anyway, we had... Will, Tom. <laughs> yeah, that does make sense. <laughs> <laughs> we had Will, Tom, and Georgie Carlyle from Rolls Farm, and yeah, Jake, like you say, very good swig. And it was a, it was a new, unique dynamic to have a bit of competition for the uh, Boris Bell. Yeah, fucking hell, I would have felt that pressure, but dynamic was what brilliant. Diet. If you had to do it with your sister. <laughs> And my sister drink me under the table, mate. My, my sister drink you under the table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, it's um, uh, they've been ones that we've been chasing for a long time, Jake, to come on the pod. But of course, the, the difficulty with getting them on was you've got to try and find a date when five individuals are all free. And I know we're not doing well. We had to wait for Wales to go into lockdown to finally find that bloody day. And their arable farmers are always on bloody holiday. Yeah, skiing, shooting. <laughs> I wish I was. I wish I was an arable farmer. Die, you have the winter off. Yeah, mate. It's a month of drilling, a month of harvesting, and a month in the south of France. Actually, I'll die. To be fair, haven't they got like seven hundred sheep? That's more than a lot of people even around yet. Yeah, and they, you know, diversified into a load of different things. They've, yeah, they got a lot on. But let's let's just put it this way: global warming could benefit them. Yeah, we'll have to listen to the rest of the pod to find out why. Oh, God, are we doing teasers now? Yeah. <laughs> I've always been known as a tease. <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned the uh, going back into lockdown, Jake, and the restrictions currently on us. Well, of course, we're doing that to protect a certain uh, demographic, but it is actually, I'd say, massively harming another demographic. And we mentioned Adam last week, and I'm afraid this week we lost Len. Um, those who knew him would know what a lovely chap he was, uh, salt of the earth, taken far too soon. Um, we've put a post on Instagram. Again, we're no experts. All we're trying to do is show you who the experts are. So if anyone wants any sort of help, if anyone wants to talk to anyone, however big, small or inconvenient you may think the problem is, go on our Instagram, find the post about fighting inner demons, and there'll be a list of every possible avenue for help with wonderful charitable organizations that are the actual experts and the biggest thing the biggest thing is guys just remember that 
you're never on your own. There's always people there for you. Like Dai just mentioned, these experts are there for you. But there's more than the experts. Just just reach out and people will be there to help you when they die. And like Dai said, we're not experts, but if there's anything we can ever do as a podcast to help you guys, if you're ever feeling a little bit lonely and you want to chat, there'll always be me or Dai at the end of the Instagram account and there's ways of getting in touch with us as well. And we can try and give you a giggle. You know, you can laugh at us. Most people like to laugh at us. We're a bit of a joke and we die. But, you know, we, we don't mind if we can help in any way whatsoever. Please just, just get in touch with us because no matter how bad it gets, there's always people there that love you. You're broken down and tired of living life on the merry-go-round. You can't find a fighter But I see it in you So we gon' walk it out Move mountains We gon' walk it out And move mountains And I'll rise up I'll rise like the day Welcome to the Pub Beals Podcast with me, David Rees. Me, Jacob Anthony. And we've got our right tribe with us today. We've got the three from Rolls Farm. So from left to right, we've got Will, Georgie and Tom. How are you doing, guys? We're going great. Yeah, all good, thank you. We'll try not to all talk at once like we've already started. <laughs> it doesn't take a lot to confuse us, so that would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> what are you drinking tonight, guys? Well, we've gone for, it's just gone past six, so we've gone for some gin and tonics. Oh, uh, we'll have to edit that out, we can't, we can't let people think that we're in here doing a podcast at six o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah. Nine o'clock, we've been working so hard today. 
<laughs> we're on a bit of a diet, so we thought it's the best option. Yeah. Yeah, Jake, it's awful. I'm recording this. I can hear I can hear the vacuum pumps of the parlor on through the window. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you don't milk anyway. You just stand. I don't milk. What, 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 what are you drinking, Jake? Uh, Goose Island IPA this week, Di. Nice. You're so cultured, yeah. Jake. I am very cultured. Who would think a boy from South Wales could be this cultured? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we start? Well, I don't know who, which one of you wants to tackle this question. Do you want to just give us? Uh, do you want to give us just yeah, a brief? Got loads going on, so just a brief overview. Let people know what's going on at Rose Farm. So what's going on at Rolls Farm? Um, keeping these two in check, mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, oh God, we run, um, well, we're 1,500 acres of arable. So all seed rape, barley, wheat. We tried some linseed this year, first time. That's it. We won't talk about it anymore because yeah, it didn't do well. We did. <laughs> yeah. We spring all seed rape. That failed. <laughs> um, and we run 700 breeding ewes, about 600 um, tags. Um, alongside our uncle's farm. Um, we planted a vineyard back in May last year, which was my idea um, a couple of years ago, which is basically for me and mum to drink through. Yeah, we probably um, went celery bottles. It will just end up in the cellar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get high in your own supply. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, no, we're, um, we're busy with that, really. What else have I forgotten? You've probably forgotten quite a bit, actually. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Will you take over then? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you have covered most of it, but then we contract farm as well. So all in all, we're pretty much just under a thousand acres. Um, Two thousand four hundred gets cut through the combine, and then obviously we've got some permanent grass as well, which is um, obviously what sheep graze and and all that. And then we um, we also got a bit of we do like Italian rye grass for like a two year lay as well, and that we make um, hay out of, and that goes down to our local racehorse trainer in the village. So that's um, yeah, Mick Shannon for all the racehorse fans out there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jake. Jake. Oh, shit. This is a bit of a I don't mind, I, because I think there's another, you know, Bales fans by her as opposed to Pitts or the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But, so uh, um, oh, God, I, I was just going to ask, so what, what part of the world are you guys based in? We're, we're West Berkshire. Um, we're pretty much right on the border of Oxfordshire and Berkshire. But, um, yeah, so half the farm's in Oxfordshire, half the farm's in Berkshire, but the house is actually Berkshire. Yeah. Mm. Let's say Berkshire a bit more. Yeah, I'll say Berkshire again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we're pretty much just an hour, an hour away from London yeah. on, a, on a good day. Yeah. And about an hour and a half from Cardiff, if you guys want to hear that. That's good. See, you're an ideal for match day then, you know, Cardiff or Twickenham. You guys yeah. can be there on the hop of a train now. Yeah. To be fair, they are both just as easy, yeah. really, actually. Well, yeah. you, you would say ideal, but we're up to bloody Murrayfield. Yeah. In Murrayfield in February. So that's like the furthest you could go. But hey, it's not Rome. No, the, <laughs> the news that came out today is because Welsh restrictions are so tight. Wales might be playing their games into it now. Really? Do you think? Oh, I didn't hear that. God, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, they they won't. They yeah. the the Welsh Assembly would have an absolute hammer in if they said, right, everyone go spend your money on in English businesses. Yeah, they'd hate mm. it. They'd have an absolute hammer in. But yeah. uh, well, that's on the news. It was a headline today. So, do you want to explain how you ended up with the farm? Yeah. So six, six years ago, I think back in, was it 2015? Yeah. Do you want to go back that far or do you want to go back to Grandad? Yeah, go back further than that. Well, sorry, go, sorry about the clock. Let's go back in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah replay. Uh, back in 1969, um, Grandad was first, first back on this farm, wasn't he? Yeah. That's when we first started, followed by Dad, and now we are the third generation farmers on the farm. Idiots on the farm. Yeah, the third idiots on the farm. Mm-hmm. And 
we it, it just happened so that six years ago the farm went up for sale during a half during a I don't know random time in harvest and we had about four weeks to think are we going to go for it and we thought yeah we are like why not we, we may as well try and buy it because we were we were third choice sitting tenant so even if we didn't buy it we were still going to be here so it's sort of in our interest to yeah. go for it it just happened that we ended up getting it which is great so it's gone from Lloyd's family who did own it now Lloyd's bank now own it. <laughs> 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 my lives yeah exactly. <laughs> So um, I suppose by buying it, then you mentioned barn conversions. It was in your interest to convert those barns now, then once you owned it, as opposed to just being a tenant on it. Yeah, definitely. It's opened up lots of fun opportunities like the vineyard, the barn conversion that mum and dad have been kicked out to. More that they're like 15 minutes out of the village now, which is good. Yeah. But, um, but it was know, quite lucky, though, because um, Lockin, she owned it before us. They, um, they put some uphold on some of the farm buildings around the farmhouse. But the one that we converted, they didn't have an uphold on. So, oh, um, yeah, yeah. 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 Looking at that from across the way, they probably won't be too happy about. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Up, up, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just opened up a lot of diversification for mm. us three because obviously it's not big enough for the three of us to. So it is, but you know, comfortably live off and work on a farm together. It's it's meant we can diversify and you know put it into the next generation as well. So it's quite exciting. Yeah, and the more the more fingers and the more pays, the uh, the more secure a business is, isn't it? Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. Mm. But uh, I was on one of our group chats today and I mentioned you guys were coming on tonight and uh, a mate of mine obviously saw your story today and had a, he had a really serious question, actually. He said, make sure you just ask him, what were the sausage rolls like? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've had, I've probably had 15 already and I'm on a diet as well. So <laughs> the diet hasn't started. Um, but one word, okay. unreal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got a shoot, a sec- our second family shoot day on, uh, on the farm Friday. on Friday. And that's the other thing we forgot to do, I forgot to mention, is that we have rented out, a friend in the village has got some game strips around off the, off the farm. So he's rented some land to put up like May strips for, for a shoot, basically a commercial shoot, because it's in a good location. So an hour from London or so, he's doing 45, I think 45 odd days a year, basically. Yeah. And then it just happens to work. Family days back. Yeah. Will, Will thinks he's a good shot, but um, until he has a few slow gins before, he's a bit of a lightweight. <laughs> he walks out to the first peg, ready for the first drive, forgot his fucking gun. <laughs> so he's standing there like, ah, shit. Ah, shit, what have I done? <laughs> yeah, that did happen, to be fair. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Remember when, I, uh, remember when I came up yours for shooting once, Jake? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that was very interesting. I've definitely not done a lot of uh, shooting on farm anyway. Put it that way, have you? I I'd never shot a gun before, and uh, they put a gun in my hand. And the bloke who was training us, he, he like he like put his arms there as well. He's like, right, right. I want you. To, and do you know? I, I don't know what the terminology is. What what's the he? The, what about the safety guy? Yeah, but the, <laughs> the safety was like right next to the trigger. There were like two triggers. Do you know what I mean? So he said, right, take the safety off now. And I just went, bang. <laughs> and, I was like, <laughs> and I don't know how close I was to shooting someone, but I was like, bang. Oh, oh carnage, isn't it? Jesus, yeah. It's all fun and games until you're done for manslaughter. Just ask her, what's his name? Who's the actor? Oh, yeah. Alec Baldwin. I just ask Alec Baldwin. But I'd be keen to pick up on uh, all the diversification. But first, so all arable with sheep alongside, yeah? Exactly. And a few cows as well. Yeah. A few cows keep us busy in winter. Yeah. 50-odd beef, beef cows. Basically, they're battered all sorts, really. Yeah. 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 Charolais, Angus, Simital. Some, some yeah. shorthorn, you name it. Yeah. 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 
We finished on farm with yourselves then, or? It finished on, but we don't calf, so we buy them in. Literally, buy them in nine, nine months and 12, 12 months, yeah. and then keep them a year. Keep them 24 months, 25 months, then they'll go. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I see, I see. So the sheep, uh, are they a tool or, you know, as part of the arable system or were they there beforehand? Oh, no, they've, no, they've always been there. Yeah. Um, yeah, always been there, but it's quite useful to have because obviously we grow cover crops, turnips and all that. So it's an additional benefit to have them go around the arable field as well because obviously they shit in it. And then, um, yeah. It's yeah, rotate them around. Yeah, they basically go on the turnips, which will be, then, then turnips will come off and the sheep will come off. Then spring barley will get planted in the spring. So, uh, uh, yeah, it does work quite well with us, doesn't yeah. it? Probably helps manage the black grass quite well, I guess, in that yeah, sense. Advisor, you know, you're in front of the trend, really, having sheep incorporated into the system. What, what's black grass? Photos of it. Five years ago, we had a bad field, but touch wood. Yeah, we're not too bad here, actually. You just yeah. sound like a right cop. Yeah, I do. I was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did, at uni, I did a dissertation on black grass and I sent it around to a few local farmers around here. And um, someone, I got some dickish re- responses saying, someone came back saying, um, oh, black grass, yeah, that's come from you or that's your farm. And then yeah, someone said, yeah. I've never heard of it. And he had me and I was like, what, you've never heard of black grass? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's average students though. They're not very intelligent. Oh, wow. Hey, <laughs> did you get to Newcastle? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Right. Here we go. Yeah, they're all better than Harper. It's nice not to have Harper students on you for one day. I gotta be honest. That's what I hear about. Mm. It's like uh, it's like me and Jake. Every time, any time, anyone mentions the Naka man, we're like, "Who's that there?" Uh, no, I don't. I don't. Um, I've no, never. No. Had, I've never seen a dead sheep in real life. I've yeah, seen them ne- on the telly, like, but I've never seen a dead sheep in real life. Never, never had much dealings with the Naka man. He, he calls in every now and then, like as a cup of tea, like see how we're doing, like. But no, 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 not, uh, no. I wouldn't know it too well. <laughs> To be fair, Dice, when you get invited to his wedding, you know you're a good customer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you give us um, you give us free tickets to the Vale show once. We were like, who, who are you giving these to then? Well, just you. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh God. So the, the diversifications, we'll start with the big one. The vineyards. It's a very interesting thing to go into. Huh? You're the first people I know. George's got to step up here. It was their idea, so you can't go shy now. Yeah. Getting a bit red, aren't I? Um, <laughs> it was my idea. A couple of years ago, thought we need to diversify. I needed a reason to come back to the farm and saw that lots of other people were doing it. So looked into it and found through Facebook a guy that farms just over the Ridgeway. So the, I say the Ridgeway. Ridgeway is a, like a national trail that runs through our farm um, five miles away. And he set up his own vineyard and also consults. So he came over, put a couple of different like climate... Um, weather stations, weather basically. Weather stations in on the farm. Some of them are small loggers and then there are two bigger weather stations that monitor. Yeah, so we had like four yeah. years worth of data to look at. And if we'd followed dad's advice, who is supposed to have known the farm bloody well, we would have planted quite a lot of vines in the wrong area. So yeah. basically looking out for things like frost pockets and, you know, I think that sort of thing. So, so rule number one, don't listen to dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Um, but since then, yeah, we've got them in the ground um, and they're sitting there and we're hoping the sheep don't break through the fence and eat them yeah. over the next yeah. 10 days. But um, yeah, they're looking, they're looking dead, but they're good. I think they're so, okay. So we planted three hectares, um, which t- it took us to get our heads yeah. down because we used to think three hectares of vines Oh, that's bugger all. That's nothing. <laughs> but if you go and stand and look at three hectares of vines, and so you like think eighteen thousand, yeah, eighteen thousand vines, yeah, yeah. yeah eighteen thousand vines, and then we've got uh, Pinot Noir on the left hand side as you look at it. And then next year we're planting, or let's say next, well, this year now actually, 
in May, we're going to plant Save Our Blanc. So, so we'll have six and a half hectares t- in total, yeah, this yeah. year and next year. Sorry, last year and this year. Yeah. As of May. So it's quite exciting. So I think we'll have to wait another sort of year to two years to get anything back. Um, but yeah. Have you uh, thought of planting any Blossom Hill or some uh, some real cheap and nasty four pound ninety nine stuff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It might go down that way. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> what, what 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 does it? What do they go into? Have you got a contract with someone or what? what uh... well, that's, something we're, that's something we're looking into now. Already, we're um, there's well, we haven't actually got any anything signed, but we're looking at two two possible things. One of them is called Fitz Fitz Wine, which is like um. Charmat method, isn't it? I'm going into real detail now. It's like yeah. prosecco. Yeah, basically. Rather than because obviously everyone knows English English wine's bloody expensive, so we're looking at trying to do like the prosecco sort of thing, where trying to ta- attract more from a different market, not yeah. not quite the like the champagne type, but um, one down from there, but more affordable, I guess. Yeah. And then looking at a couple of different wineries that will basically hopefully bottle up some for us to be able to sell as well. So they'll take some of our grapes and then we'll have some wine bottles back in sort of. That's key. That's what we want is That's the bottles back. Yeah, yeah. 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 So the one thing I'd like to ask, um, you guys, you know, there's a big push in uh, England as well now about planting trees. Do you guys get carbon credits for that as well, for planting the trees? So you get double oh. paid as well? Do you know what? We, that's one thing we don't. We can't get to the vines. won't go into that because we, we looked at that, didn't we? And even because like cover cropping below them as well. Yeah. Fact, we planted cover crops to eat the vines and we we're thinking, oh, this is, this is lovely. We're going to get some, some grant system for this. And every it every out, row. It's, yeah, every row. So there's 105 rows of vines. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a parcel. So yeah. I, that comes into like, oh, yeah, that's one field. So there's 150 yeah. fields sitting up there and it just turns into fat. Oh, it's not worth it. Yeah. 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 Um, I imagine. I was reading I was reading something not long ago and it was on about the effects of global warming and it was saying that if climate change goes as they are in 20 to 40 years time England might be one of the best wine growing regions on the planet yeah. because as the temperatures rise so you might be sitting on a little gold mine there wow <laughs> yeah well hopefully that's the case yeah <laughs> no, let, me, let, me, let me guess if you've got the heating on full blast all the windows open <laughs> burn as much fossil fuels as you can <laughs> oh god in my dreams you mentioned the Ridgeway Nature Trail. Uh, what's it like having people back and forth across the farm all the time? Well, it's funny you say that. So, just well, Christmas Day this year. No, no, start with it's actually great. We love it until it comes to Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. Christmas Day this year, we got literally just fenced off. It's only a small field, but about a four hectare field where the sheep go, went to go and graze with electric fencing. And then I think it was it a Staffy Bull Terrier or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. literally Bull. managed just decided to on Christmas Day about three o'clock in the afternoon to go and chase the sheep. So we had um, like three fences broken because obviously the sheep got out. The sheep were basically escaped going along the ridgeway, pretty much down towards the A34, which is like a massive dual carriageway road. Um, and then turns out we got to the field. There were two dead sheep, and then we had to put one or two down. So um, that was a bit of a sad, sad day on Christmas yeah. Day, really, wasn't it? It's just frustrating. Yeah. So we love it. We love it for being able to move sheep around and, you know, it's, it's a pretty area. But we, yeah, people need to be educated. It's so, it's frustrating that the amount of people that own dogs that don't know how to look after them, really. Yeah. And they always say, oh, my dog's fine. It's the saint. But then they didn't, they didn't re- like, she didn't realise at all that um, three, uh, three, three or four dead sheep. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Bit, of, bit annoying, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it's mm. the old adage, isn't it? All dogs are fine until they're not, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's, yeah 
I just think over the last couple of years has been, you know, sheep worrying has always been about, you know, since our grandfather's days, hasn't it? But, you know, the last couple of years now with all the posts on social media, you know, on Twitter, Facebook, etc., you think the general public would have a better understanding, but it's just not improving whatsoever, is it? Yeah, but for yeah. every post of a dead sheep, there's remember that when James Haskell was going on about how he has the right to leave his dog run across the field. Yeah. So for every hundred posts a farmer puts, a little sixty seconds of him saying something, and it's all cancelled out. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. But uh, and it's just typical. That it happens on Christmas Day, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so true. Yeah. Right, so you lamb in March, and so you guys, you'd be fairly dry in your part of the world. You lambing indoors or outdoors? There. Well, we're, we're indoors, to be fair. Yeah. Indoors, yeah. yeah. Indoors probably should be outdoors. Well, yeah. It's we always, always our debate. Like, we are indoors, but it's bloody intensive. Whereas if you pushed it back another month, I think it'd be quite nice to go outdoors. Just the setup and everything's just, it, it just gets expensive, even labour and stuff like that, where I think you'd get more losses by doing it outside. But I think in the long run... It does, it does work well at the moment. Yeah, but never, well. never say never to change... Um, there's so there's so many pros and cons, though, isn't it? Like yeah. some years we're lambing in the snow and the yeah. freezing cold, and then others it's you know boiling hot and it just, you yeah. just can't. Yeah, we've had snow and then everything. People out lambing outdoors, you're thinking, well, they're they're buggered. They may as well not be coming out, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if we all knew in the autumn or the weather was going to be the following spring, we could all make a decision then, couldn't we? Yeah, we'd all have a really good lambing, and then lambs would be worthless in the autumn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's so many of them about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've said I've said this on the podcast before. It's a it's the depressing state of sheep farming. If you have a really good lambing, if everyone has a really good lambing, lambs are worthless. If everyone has an awful lambing, lambs are worth a bit of money. You know, yeah. it's just it's, 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 it's same with the arable. It's like the yield. Everyone's got a good yield. Down goes the price, and then when the yield's crap, up it goes. Yeah. You guys have contract shearers in there, then yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So some Kiwi boys come in. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you, you guys help those Kiwis out then, is it? You in particular, Will? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know where this is heading. He's not. I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to technically divert this subtly to story uh, <laughs> I've been told about you. We're, we're trying to subtly introduce it. I think we need a breeze block. Just throw a fucking breeze block at him. <laughs> Tell us a story, then. Come on, put us out of our misery. <laughs> I actually hid this, but then I thought, do you know what? I will tell it because it was bloody funny. And yeah, it didn't go on Instagram, did it? No, it didn't go on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a young shearer, shearer who was just like, well, not as good as the other two. And he just clipped, uh, I think, the underbelly, or I think it was the underbelly or the leg of the um, ewe he was um, shearing. And he's like, oh, just grab us the, um, the purple spray, i.e. the anti some antiseptic spray. We need to do that. I just sort of think, I see purple, I'm like, oh, here we go. I just launched in the purple stop marker. So he's just put a stop marker on where the bloody... <laughs> injury was or where the cut wound was and I've just kept quite thinking blinder blinder thinking oh my god what an absolute bulls up so it's, he's probably made me more infected from the spray than he has been the actual cut from the shearer but it's the same colour so that's what counts who cares <laughs> I thought it was the colour that actually stopped the infection it's not is it <laughs> that's not what's in it <laughs> to, to be fair it up alright I, I I found over the years the purple spray. The only thing in it is the purple. There's fuck there's fuck all antiseptic in it. It doesn't do anything. But, um, well, I know you through Instagram. I'm sure Jake is the same, and I'm sure a lot of people listening are. But uh, that's the beauty of Instagram, isn't it? You 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 get to know people without even knowing them. It's really it weird. Is, it is. You, you, 
end up having just having conversations on message and you never met a person but you actually feel like you've, you've known them forever yeah it is mm-hmm. especially like you're really good like constant followers who like message the whole time or like when what? you when you put up a post about something and it, i don't know you start having a chat it's nice isn't it and what was it there was a guy who came to collect her um some uh, what a lamb a guy called ed who follows us he came for an he drove for an hour and a half to come and um buy one of our lamb boxes off us just because yeah. he followed us on Instagram and he's seen like how we'd reared them and everything. Yeah, he it's just quite nice, isn't it? Well, he came here, got down to roll, so where we are now, and then turns out Tom and I weren't here, so he mainly wanted to speak to Tom and I, so he just had George for half an hour, so got pretty cool He kept being like, so the twins going to be around? And I was like, fucking hi. Like, he's <laughs> <laughs> got me. Yeah. <laughs> but we never, we never thought it would be anything like what we're doing now. We just did it for, you know, so that if we ever made any wine... We might be able to sell something, but we didn't think it but was. And, and was it a bit of that? And when you were in London, you were like, oh, I want to see That's what the it. boys are doing. So we thought, we'll put Instagram up. And then, yeah, because uh, every time I came home, you were like, I was like, oh, what have you been up to this week? And Tom's like, oh, like, just a bit of rolling. And then he'd forget. So um, I said, well, start sending me videos of what you're up to. And I'll put them on an Instagram page. And it went from there. Went from there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that that sort of reaction. My um, my missus says to me, "Oh, what have you been doing today?" She, yeah, yeah, but what have you been doing? Yeah, yeah, but doing sorting what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's, it's something so poetic about working fourteen hours, and then when someone says, "What have you done today?" You go, "Not a lot." Problems like that, though, unless it's in the moment, you you have to you forget what you're doing, don't you? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Always. <laughs> but um right should we uh if you like mastermind now should we split you up yeah let's do it let's do it let's split you up right we may as well go left to right as you said or do you want to have you got any preference in what order we go no, not literally not worry yeah start with will then go with will. Right. is this the order we're going to drink the pints or sorry not we you guys are going to drink the pints <laughs> oh yeah we start the start first and then start here be the fastest for yeah sure. slow us first and then slow us the quickest that's fine <laughs> <laughs> right, the waterfall effect is it? Yeah. Mm. Well, there we are, and we'll um, we'll start with you, Will. Uh, so you're a Newcastle Agric. Yes, oi, oi. <laughs> <laughs> Best years of your life. It was unreal, literally, honestly, unreal. I basically, well, I think I went up there tw- 2012 and graduated 2015, but I think. We're biased up there, but 100% the best uni to go to. Like, no. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, it, it was literally ridiculous. I didn't even, it was that good. I didn't even look around. I just went up for a night out seeing George because she was up there before me. So we overlapped by one year. And it, I just ended up just being like, that's where I want to go. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, right, didn't you want to go there as well? I think it was my first choice. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you want a pint of bitter? Because I, I am as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How close is it to the centre of Newcastle? As in going out in Newcastle town, how close is oh, it? Ten minutes. Yeah. You, you, as in, a lot of us had bikes up there, so you just we just bike from Jesmond, like Jesmond basically where the um, student accommodation is for second and third year. Mm. I say student accommodation, it's so nice up there. And I mean, you get into town five, ten minutes. And so, and so where's the farm? Is there a farm? Where's the farm? Uh, it's got two farms. I need to pretend what I'm doing here. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cockle, Cockle Park's one of them. And then... Napperton's the other. Oh, they were they were dog. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it's not it's not like all oh, the siren lot and the harp a lot where you do a lot of practical. We did none of that. We're just we're just theory. Yeah, or oh, just drinking because that, that's what I was, 
That's what I was going to ask. They reckon, don't they, that a night out, I've never done it, but they reckon the night out in Newcastle is one of the best night outs you can have. Oh, yeah. A tenner. Well, they were that good. So whenever Tom, get, oh, Tom, I say whenever Tom came up, Tom only came up once or twice, but every time he came up, there are these Trebs bars and they're not there now. So it's basically, uh, you get three drinks and in each drink you get three shots. So you're having nine shots of vodka or something for five quid. That was back in the day when I was there. It's gone up now. Tom used to come up and he just passed out on, on the windowsill. Like, yeah. Yeah. Here, here we go then. Yeah. <laughs> and is it true, the best thing I've heard about it, that is they have, they have a 24-hour Greggs? Yeah. Well, I know they've got a Greggs. That's one, there's a Greggs one side of the road and opposite is the other Greggs. So you don't even have to cross the road. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's goals that's goals that's sitting yeah. goals, isn't it? can you imagine like wandering out of a club at like 3am and then getting the chicken bake oh. yeah. <laughs> I had a horrendous experience on about another argument I went to Siren one night one of my friends was there and the club finished like 2-3 o'clock do you know there was nowhere open in Siren Chester for food that time in the morning how shit is that? You know, that would have been if I was clever enough to go to university, that would have been, you know, like my deciding factor would have been like what is open when the club finishes. So Will, it's it's quite after we start with you, you would have been the first one home on the farm then. I was but I was first back. So I was back in twenty fifteen when I graduated, I was due to go to Australia for a bit. Yeah. Just happened. I think dad basically had to get rid of someone on the farm. It went a bit P-Tong, and I ended up coming straight back to the farm. Was that, was that P-Tong? <laughs> or or P-Tong? I think you got that one wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Sorry, that is dyslexia, that is. <laughs> <laughs> so I came straight back, and I've been on the farm since. So oh. first one back. The other, two, the other two copied me, really. No, I definitely didn't copy you. So uh, <laughs> does, does, does that make you the boss, then, if you're on first? Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. Yeah, but to be fair, we've got a lot of chiefs on the farm and not many Indians, and it's yeah. sort of we clash a lot. We have to hold a wind spoon if we have a meeting so that the one person with the wind spoon can talk. <laughs> yeah. We are we are one of the loudest families, so to be able to talk, you just have to talk over the top of someone else to get your word. <laughs> yeah. So you end up getting louder and louder. <laughs> So you were the main uh, arable operator, is it the main combine man, the main drill uh, man? Is that? No, I was. I was always the same. I was first out of mum by ten minutes. That's a massive shout. Out of mum. I've always been the first person to do something. So maybe combine drive. I'd, I'd always be like, oh, I'm going to give it a go. Fail or whatever, give it a go. Spray, done it. But then, dad's always got a rule on the farm where we always need to have two operators for one job just in case like i don't know one of our spackos goes and buddy breaks a leg or something like that otherwise then you're then the job screwed isn't it really so yeah. you just quite like having two operators for one machine or it's, it's more important when you're hang, hungover and the one that's not less hungover then they do the job on the sprayer or something and then the other one's trembling in bed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's great management by your old man in a making sure that's sorted <laughs> yeah exactly. at least it means you can some people like having just their one chat or whatever and they do everything with that but I, we quite like mixing up doing a bit of everything they yeah. just don't let me on anything no, <laughs> I'm not allowed yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it must have been so intimidating for your father because like, you know it's intimidating enough having a, one youngster coming along you know nipping at your heels wanting to do things wanting to imagine three of them all at the fucking same time Jesus <laughs> <laughs> but you can you can notice the last a year or two, he probably not. I wouldn't say step back because he's still, he's still like, we make, we make decisions. Well, we, yeah, he said, What do you reckon? and all that, and the like. So, um, no, it's good. 
It is good. But he's great. He's a legend. He'll let us do what we want if we come up with the right idea and the right plan. So, yeah, yeah he's good. He's great. And then if we do cock up, then obviously we'll blame that on Dad. <laughs> yeah. You should have taken that taking decision. Like, you should have stepped up to it. But. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, where are you living now? So, I am actually, I'm not in the main farmhouse. There's four. I say there is four. There's four. So, it's Tom and George here, and then with Matt and uh, Jamie. Yeah. And I'm actually. It just happened there. We had a nursery on, on the farm in one of the cottages. And because of when COVID struck, was it last? Yeah, it was last, well, fully struck two years ago. It came up and I was just like, well, why don't, why don't I go in with my girlfriend? So from there, we, well, we've been in there. Walking distance from the farm, I don't know, about 10, 15 steps. Yep. So no excuse for being late. <laughs> you are the, you're always late. No, bollocks. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, how long you uh, been with the missus? Oh. <laughs> not that lovely. long. Yeah, lovely. Long yeah. Not that long. Probably four years too long. <laughs> I give him grief every day. I was told a punt about you putting a ring on it, but Jake, if our mate Watts is anything to go by, he was going out with the same girl for nine years. And when we said, when are you going to put a ring on it? He just said, ah, still getting to know her, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no rush penny time. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, well, you're going to the Caribbean in about a month's time, so Ooh. you never know. Yeah. He's punching. Yeah. Oh, he God. Punching. If you just wait a couple of years, wedded on the farm, you can get free wine for every table. That, that's why you got to hold off. Yeah. So first, you might not you get not... might not get a harvest for another couple of years. So you've got to hang fire and then we'll go for it. No. <laughs> it's tactic up. So, Will, you were, you would have been the one who um went spraying and threw a Polaris in the hedge. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. cried. And cried as well, yeah. On the Polaris, we're going over to our neighbours Abadexing, so like granular herbicide for um, black grass and wild oats. Yeah. And I was pulling up out, so where the village is situated, it's got three, basically whatever road you go out, you're going uphill. So I had to divert up a hill, round a corner, obviously looking where I was going on the road, and then a car honestly nails round the corner at like such speed. And I had to, there's only one thing I had to do is dive off the road because he was coming into me. Like whatever I was doing, he was going to hit me. So I dived off the road. The Polaris, whatever, must have hit like a tree root or just hit the right side of the road so hard that basically the axles and everything just went kapot. So I had to <laughs> call, call the guy up basically saying, yeah, I can't do amadexing. I've had a crash with the Polaris. He's like, how the hell have you had a crash with the Polaris? <laughs> Just had to drive it basically across the field and just about, I think I got to one of the closest fields to the farm and had to leave it there because the axles were just going to cave in. So it was just going to basically beach out on the road. Oh, but shit. yeah, it wasn't my um, best sort of, best job on the farm or best best bit I've done on the farm. No. It's quite funny. Yeah. Oh, Christ. And it was written off. So yeah, we were thinking it just axles, putting you out in front axle and we should be fine. But no, it was written off, which is a bit annoying. But Anything else you want to uh, get off your chest, Will, before we move on? Oh god, I'm trying to think what else I've got now. You and your dad working together. Uh, oh oh god, here we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm this is dad. If dad was here, he'd say it's 100 me. But we're picking up the last of the hay bales in a field. No, it was actually it was uh, haylage bales. It was actually whole crop, so it had a tiny bit of black grass in it. So this was five years ago or so. So you didn't have black grass, well. <laughs> yeah, we could say it five years ago. We had it. <laughs> neighbours' field, was it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was either a harvest one time or something like that. We cut it in June, and we had a trailer full of um. Well, I say full of. It had about twenty-seven or twenty-four bales of 
Hayley Jonnet, and there's about seven left out in the field. So I said to Dad, Dad said to me, like, let's go. Well, we can easily get another seven on because there's only seven left out there. So rather than going back to the farm, pick up another trailer just to bang seven on, we're like, here we go, let's go. It, it'll be fine. So we stacked it another one high. We were thinking, here we go. We've absolutely nailed this. Make one turn. <laughs> and the fucking lot all turn over and basically jackknifes all goes over. So there we are picking up about another 30, 33 bales or something like that. Didn't they have to get re-wrapped as well? Because they, they well, broke a few flints as well. It was a proper balls up, but yeah. hands down, it's all dad, not me, because dad's not here. Oh, I'm not so sure about <laughs> that. Yeah. 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 The old saying is deny, deny, and then re-accuse, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh I don't know about you guys, but I really need a piss. So can we have a little... Last, I literally could not hold on any longer. That's why... <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, so right. we we <laughs> we'll be back in five. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Oh. She the print dancing on the people rolled up at the after joint dancing dancing on the people people dancing on the people I got people on the people people dancing on the people with the people on the people smoking CO2 see me see you dancing on the people climb up on the booth hanging from the people on the people my head is the roof dancing on the ceiling on the people I got people on the people dancing dancing on the people I got purple hat she the print dancing on the people rolled up at the after joint dancing dancing on the people people dancing on the people I got people on the people people dancing on the people with the people on the people So you're the oldest. Surely that makes you the boss, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. They know it as well. (laughs) (laughs) I might not know everything on the farm, but yeah, they definitely listen to me. So, so you were another you were another Newcastle. Well, sorry, I need to say Agric. You were another Newcastle uni, but you were an Agric. Wasn't quite an Agric. I shouldn't have been an Agric. I um I did geography, did a bit of colouring in for three years. Oh yeah, uh, the land is green and the the sea is blue. Well. Countryside stewardship came up last year and I was in my element, so... <laughs> <laughs> so you, you didn't come straight back to the farm, so you've actually had a life. I had a bit of a life, yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> a bit of an adventure, so... No, I, um, I left Newcastle and went to London for, like, five years in total. Um, lived the high life, had a lot of fun, um, managed to get out to Singapore for a couple of years... So yeah, I've had a brilliant time, but I knew that I'd always wanted to come back. But I think COVID gave me, gave me a bit of a kick up the arse to get back here. Um, sort of didn't want to move back single and living in a village with my brothers, both the girlfriends and my mum and dad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we yeah. and got that. <laughs> <laughs> Finally settled. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, that's quite funny for me. Yeah, the one no will. Yeah, one no will. So yeah, now I'm back, loving it. I'm basically their apprentice for two years whilst I learn everything, and then they'll um, they'll wait know what's hit them really. <laughs> so, so what were you doing in London? I worked for a luxury travel company called Scott Dunn until COVID fucked travel, and I basically couldn't hack the um, hack everyone shouting at me. So I thought I'd take voluntary. But you weren't just in London, were you? No, moved to Singapore with them for two years. So I set up a company out there. Um, on behalf of them, um, merged with a Chinese company, which was good fun, and did a lot of travelling, basically. Had a great well, it must have been a hellish experience working in Singapore. Really? Yeah, that's, that's really it's pretty cool. cool city, isn't it? I used to get from my desk to the airport in 20 minutes. That's bonkers. The good old days. And how many how many flights did you do again in one year or something? I averaged 56 flights a God, year. God, mad, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It all makes sense now. So you're you're trying to push that vineyard. So by having more, <laughs> yeah. plants, more help in contributing to global warming, I'm planting trees every year because I feel so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, what's you have more carbon credits than British yeah. Airways? Exactly. <laughs> push that Gulf Stream. That's what I'm thinking. Push that up a little. <laughs> but you lived in Singapore, not just travelled there. No, I was supposed to be there for six months, but ends up being two, yeah, two two and a half years. Um, and then yeah decided that it was time to come back move back into London realised that that was shit as well and thought about time to be back on the farm really we we had a guy Fred who worked for us worked for my granddad firstly 55 years yeah he, I think he started at the age 16. of 16 16 and 17 when he was younger and he never left uh, well he left at the age of what 60 65 65 65 done yeah. So I so, am the new Fred, but I have got a lot of work. The new shitter version of Fred. But just before we move on, just it always fascinates me. So you lived in Singapore. Do you have to learn the language or is it just enough English speaking people that No, they all speak English. They speak like Singlish, they call it. So like because they're all they're all either sort of Malay or lots of different sort of Asian, so Japanese, Malay, Vietnamese, Singaporeans, it's a right old mix. They all speak English or Chinese, basically. Um, yeah. It borders Malaysia, so yeah. I mean, a right mix of language, but mainly English. So it was really easy. Loads of expats. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Food was good. Food we, was we, visited, came out. we came out to see Singapore and where we went to Bali as well, and then Philippines. So a few a few places. Yeah. So it was good. It was epic. Yeah. It was amazing. Oh, God, I need I need to see the world. Fuck you know. Yeah, get on a plane. The furthest I've ever been, I went to a, I went on one stag do to Magaluf once. Nice. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what? I was on a stag do with him. I was on a stag do with him, and you could tell he hadn't travelled. First day we were lying by the pool, and I said we were open sun cream. I said, Dad, you want some sun cream? I don't burn. Two hours later, we had to look for the A&E to take him to because he fucking <laughs> he'd never been left my stick. <laughs> I was going to bring that up when he said it about Tanning because George Tans really well. He goes like a bloody lobster. <laughs> <laughs> it's so unfair. Not only are they more handsome, but they also get the tanning gene from mum and, oh, they just fucks me off. <laughs> so right. Yeah, we'll... Uh... Uh, Ed Cordwell, Jake, who's been on the pod before, he, he's just gone now. He's doing three months in South America on his own. Has he? Blood. Why do you say that? Because he's a family fr- oh, a family friend of ours, so their farm's actually only 15, probably 15, no, 10 minutes away from us. Really? Oh, I, I, I've been yeah, to yeah. Cordes' loads. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, hell. 
I love that family. I think that's great, aren't they? It's the nicest family I've ever ever come across. Got um, Well, there you are. I, um, I came up last year for the Oxfordshire plowing match. Did you? Yeah, the because um, uh, um, Caldwell's old man had that steam engine, didn't he? That uh, yeah, the yeah. steam engines pulling here. So we came. I came up. I think we did the Saturday night out in Oxford, and then we had Sunday then at the show. Oh, it, was, it was really good. It was the most wholesome thing I've ever seen, Jake. Like imagine that, like sixty vintage tractors playing yeah. little runs in this field. It was it was really nice. Yeah. Us. Yeah. They are great. Whereabouts? Where, more importantly, whereabouts you go out in Oxford? Oh, Oxford's a good night out, isn't it? Yeah. Name. Um, we did like revs and Yates and all them. And funnily, we were in revs just drinking, and it just so happened that at the same time, Radikar knew he was the final of the American Open. Uh, the American Open. Oh, uh, yeah. So we we watched the final set of that and she won. And then we couldn't get into the main nightclub because the queue was literally down the fucking road. So we went into like the second nightclub, a bit grottier. And... Attic maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Could be attic probably. Not... Well, I don't wash much. I probably still got a stamp on. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was... Um, all I remember was I think I bought... I think I bought something like four vodka cokes, and it came to something like thirty-five pound. It was literally like ridiculous. But anyway, Georgie, you came back to the farm, uh, hit the ground running. Yeah, pretty much. I was on furlough for a couple of months, and I'm um, during harvest, which was really lucky actually for Dad because he didn't have to pay me. And yep. um. I went, oh yeah, basically a couple of months before I started, I was like, Fred's leaving, he's retiring, you know, what are your thoughts? Don't want to pressurise you, but you know, what are you up to? What are your plans? And I was like, oh, I probably should give it a go, shouldn't I? And mum could push me down that route. And then I thought, actually, it's probably the best. I don't really want to go back to London. I was really over it. And um, I had met Matt. I didn't try and factor him in too much. But um, yeah, no, I just thought it was a, might as well give it a go and see how I got on. Um, I'm not going to lie, it's been quite full on with learning everything. Like, I have made a couple of mistakes, hit a couple of barn roofs. I mean, the barn roofs is the least of the worries, what she's done, bloody hellfire. (laughs) I haven't been that bad. Don't don't worry, I've got a list of them, but (laughs) yeah. No, but I make out that I'm some sort of like blonde bimber that can't drive a tractor. It's not been too bad. They've been lucky to have me. How do you find driving JCB then? Learned last year and uh, oh no, have I, have I fucked up? <laughs> no, I think JCB is not too bad. Not too bad. I've hit a barn. I've hit a barn roof, but we mended it, so it's fine. No, 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 no. You, you first. You on our notes, isn't it? on our notes. Yeah, she's bloody good at loading lorries. Back to the lorries topic. Oh, fuck. Uh, thought I got away with that. Had a really nice lorry driver, filling him up, and um, yeah, you know when obviously you get to a certain height, you can tip it back a bit more. Mm-hmm. Just it rained all over me and I couldn't stop it. I panicked and I thought, right, this guy's going to help me brush up. So got the brushes out, got the spades out, started scooping it into the bucket. Will Tom come around the corner? My dad and my uncle come around the corner and I just <laughs> the ground swallowed me up. Yeah, there's, there's so a thousand tons in the shed and there's a thousand five hundred on the floor outside. <laughs> <laughs> Basically that morning, dad was like, go and load a lorry. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know how you do that. Like, what, what do you mean load a lorry? Like you've done it for like 40 years. And um, gave me some instructions, tried to give it a go, and that's what happened basically. That's what you get with no training. Yeah, yeah. Would have uh, would have Fred done that? 
Boys? No, no, no. Oh, 100% no. That's fine by me. I'm happy to retire. We mentioned Matt. Um, I know Matt. I lived with Matt for a year. Uh, it, was, it was absolute carnage. It was 10 of us living in a grade two listed building with single uh, oh. windows in the centre of like literally two down, two doors down from the most prolific bar in Harper. It was... Fucking hell, if I could just relive that year over and over again, I'd be a happy fucking man. Uh, but, uh, so I knew you'd manage to get Harper into this pod somehow. <laughs> yeah, I know. What a classic. <laughs> a classic guy. What, uh, what, what, what have you done tonight? Uh, what have you done to Matt then? What have I what? What have you done to Matt then? Because his hairline is atrocious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <I'm stressing laughs> it's going back, isn't I'm it? I stressed him out and fattened him up. It's bad. <laughs> He's balding quicker than Claire. Oh, <laughs> Do you get that? Just... I just have gone over my head. Okay, balding. All right, now again. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give him a Wayne Rooney, which is basically just filling these gaps. Yeah, I, I was going to say, didn't Wayne Rooney take it off his ass and put it on his head? Perfect. Yeah. He's got enough on his ass. <laughs> yeah. It comes with a bit of shit as well, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, not too far. Yo, Jake, what are you going to do, mate? What That's organic you... gel, isn't it? That's all that is. Don't worry about that. <laughs> is he much use on the farm? Do you, do you, did you get him to help you out? Or? I've got to be careful here because he's going to help me out lamming again in, in a couple of months and I don't want him to, uh, to not help me. But, or have any accidents. <laughs> but no, he is useful. So he was burned for a bit and helped out. But he does, he likes to injure himself, doesn't he? No, well, he thinks he... What's Matt? Six five or something like that. No, seven, six, seven. Seven. six seven. So he thinks like he's six six now. He's lost some hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Under these knees, under these knees, I can um, I can catch any sheep. Don't worry, I'll rubber tackle it. <laughs> was it George? You were up there on the night. I was. Yet. I was lambing. He was lambing. He went quiet, which is unusual for him. Very. Matt, Matt, you're right. And um, whilst I was still lambing, um, other side of the barn, he went. He was still quiet, and I actually stood up, and he was just. Six foot seven of him collapsing the floor next to a water trough. He tried to rugby tackle a sheep to get it to lamb it, and he knocked himself out against that water trough. Next was to it? Yeah, he basically missed it, flew over the top, right, right hit his head right on the corner of the water trough or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that is a classic, isn't it? He might, I think he was out for like 45 seconds. He was a goner. Yeah, I think he's doing our night shift lambing for um, this year coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah same, same, sorry, same now and ever. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, useful until you have to start looking after him while you're lambing. Not mm. ideal. Oh, I see. Do you uh, do you find this useful having uh, blokes about the place helping you? Do you like when you're corn carting at sixteen? Do you tend to have a uh, bloke no. helping you out? <laughs> I think I think they say women can multitask, but George can't bloody multitask. <laughs> that was a howler. So a guy, a guy um, that we shut up. <laughs> A guy um, that was our harvest student at the time. So I was 16. I was 16. Harvest student left in the middle of the night. So he managed to crash his corn cart into a stack of bales in the middle of a stubble field. And was so embarrassed. I don't know how you can do that. I mean, I don't know how you can do that. But he was living at home with us at the point. So mum, dad, me, Will and Tom, I don't know where you were at school. And this harvest student. And dad comes to me the next day being like, "Uh, George, um, what are you doing this summer? Um, our harvest students just left in the middle of the night because he's he's had this crash. 
but dad gave me like a five minute lesson reverse in a circle three times one way reverse in a circle three times another way you're good to go so I was corn casting all summer started met this guy um thought one night maybe we'd show off and show my tractor and my corn carting skills and um failed to shut the tailgate on my corn cart when it was filling up oh and, and it's actually been our best load since ever since that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna yeah it was bad and then try and explain to that to dad no and then I think the worst thing is I had to go we had a demo JCB um is it what what do you call it yeah, like a pivot, 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 pivot one where uh, I can't I can't remember what you call it I didn't but, wake um, up in the morning to you, yeah I had the, the, yeah I had to go across to go and pick the fucking thing up got, <laughs> yeah. I was there about two and a half hours in the morning as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> never let that one down how many years ago was that god oh god Three months ago or something. <laughs> August twenty-one. But um... <laughs> oh, we, we, we've all been there, we? Jesus. We're we're running. Me and Jake. We every week we do this. We we try and make people feel better by giving up our fuck up stories. Yeah, but we're we're running out. Jesus, we, we, we've told them all. The, close, the closest I can think of, Di, is when those, um, this is from yourself, was when those bales, you know, it was your sister's 21st birthday party, yeah, wasn't it? Was. I finished bailing, it was your sister's birthday, it's middle of August, something like that. Di had just finished bailing, he had a phone call, you know, party then on the farm and that night, he wasn't going to get the bales in, they'll be all right. After milking, you let the cows back up the field, didn't you? Because you had to quickly get in a shower and have a wash, you'd finish bailing that afternoon. Yep. They were coming, weren't they? Following morning, we had a phone call from someone in the village, well, I say we, I was in the house at the time when I died. Yeah. The phone didn't all the bales the cows had gone to the wrong field and pushed all the bales down because bearing in mind Di lives on top of a hill it's like that yeah. pushed oh, them all down yeah. in the middle of the village round bales so. we, we, we joked right but it was an absolute someone swimming pool is a lot <laughs> <laughs> we joke but like we should be in prison because like <laughs> it, it, imagine now a row of terrace houses a gap a row of terrace houses they just all went through the gap. But yeah, that was fucking crazy. You can't, to be fair, you can't really talk about prison with Tom here. Well, this hasn't got to go on the pod if you don't want it to, but I'm more than happy to live. Yeah. No, no, he is fine. I've mum that had to pick him up at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Where is it? So, the, the, the most embarrassing thing was, so I think it was it, a friend from school had Twicken and Sevens ticket, um, tickets. So I think it was it fancy dress, or you might not have been fancy dress. Basically, Tom saw a nice bottom ahead, somehow managed to grab it, and then I think boyfriend turned on him, and you just said, "Oh, swinging arm or something." Like that. Yeah, was he it. was he was like um, I'd say a, a six foot seven, massive, massive guy, built like a brick shit house. So as soon as as soon as he turned around, oh, sorry sir, sorry sir. But yeah, it turned out um, <laughs> you end up in King's Kingston Police Kingston Station. Station in the morning. But the um, worst thing was Dad was there as well. So Dad was at the scene and then I think he was probably not making any... Dad <laughs> called me laughing down the phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was the one to go and pick you up. I called the police station like five times. Like, He's got yeah. an exam on Monday, let yeah, him out. I got, I got let out on bail um, to go and do an exam at Abba. Um, <laughs> like, all charges, nothing nothing happened. So that could be safe. Yeah, so you can't leave the country for probably 80 years. Well, I, know, there was, I was panicking because I was going to New Zealand on a placement year. And this this happened probably what? Should the picture ass. <laughs> it never happened. It just blew in the wind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one. Oh god. We yeah. um, three months before I was going to go to New Zealand. So if I had a criminal criminal record, that would have been up shit creek. But luckily I didn't because I didn't happen. So yeah. Well, <laughs> well, that that leads quite nicely on actually to you, Mister 
Mr. Tom. Oi, oi, uh. <laughs> he's just copied me. Look, he's just, he wants to get Newcastle and gone oil. No, like, that, that, was, that was a better oil than what Will did. So that'll take that. That's one nil already. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you did what us two Welshmen didn't do when you went to a Welsh university. Exactly. Yeah, in Wales. Wales. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> my God, was he was South African, was it? <laughs> <laughs> so you went to Arbor. Arbor was, was my second choice, but see, you you blow this myth out the out of the water now. But I was always thought when it came down to either Harper or Arbor, I was worried that everyone would be speaking Welsh and I wouldn't, and I'd just be like, "Well, you say that it is quite some, it's quite a Welsh uni." Um, yeah. I just thought I'd be in a room and all I could hear is, "I didn't have a how a dickhead and how you don't even know that fucking cunt over there and everywhere." That's what you thought, didn't you? Yeah. I'll put it this way, some pubs you want to go into, especially on a Saturday when Wales are playing England, the Six Nations. Well, it depends. If you want to go in there, you might come out with a black eye or something. Yeah. No, it was, it was really good fun. Really loved it. Yeah. Good, a good agri um, section there. So, yeah, it was class. Was there any reason for you to choose ABBA? Because I've always thought of ABBA as a very much, very like Welsh boys go there. I, I haven't heard of many English boys go there. Uh, yeah, you didn't no, get no, to Newcastle. To be fair, there's a few. My first choice in Newcastle didn't get in there. So, that's a, a pint of bits that we'll go down later. Um, yeah, second choice ABBA because I looked at Siren as well, but Siren's only 40 minutes from here and Reading's 40 minutes as well. Um, we've we'll we'll not got into Reading, we've got into Reading, yeah. So that's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but Siren was too close and ABBA looked quite good. Went to visit it, really, really good fun. I took on surfing when I was there, so I'm um, still can't stand up on the surfboard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> um, no, it was, it was good fun, real, real, real laugh. It's, it's a nice, it's a pretty town, isn't it? Very picturesque. First year, the hall was up on top, literally got a good view of the bay. And then my second year, I was pretty much, well, I was like 50 metres from the beach. But then in my, my last year, well, fourth year, but last year at the uni, then um, I was literally just off the beach. So um, yeah. while I was having breakfast one day, you could see dolphins coming. Up. Literally, it was that close. You could see dolphins. Romantic. Up <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Tell you what. You were a good night out on the pier then, is yeah, it? Exactly. What's that nightclub called on the pier? Oh, well, peer pressure. It is peer pressure, is it? Yeah. yeah. No, it's but, good. Yeah, yeah. I've only been there once, like, but it's a good night out. It's controversial because that was my second favourite. It was called, oh, it's called Why Not Now, I'm pretty sure. It might, it might have changed, actually, but back in my day, it was called Yoko's. Um, and that was, um, yeah, that was that was where it was at, really. But it was, yeah. <laughs> Yoko, Yoko's as in Yoko O fucking no. <laughs> <laughs> As a as a Beatles reference, Jake. <laughs> I'm not very musical. Radio Five Live. That's my uh, that's my cup of tea. <laughs> so, George, you went to Singapore, but you went to New Zealand, I, I guess, after uni. Uh, no, this was placement year. This was. Oh, so, I see. I, I, I have a, it was either you could either do a foundation course. Um, I wasn't that thick or that dyslexic that I did that, so I managed to get and do a proper course. There's nothing wrong with foundation. True, true. That's true. Actually, yeah, yeah. nothing wrong with foundation. Yeah. Thank you very much. Nothing wrong with the BTEC either. <laughs> <laughs> we, can leave, we can leave now, don't yeah, worry. Yeah. Cut that bit out. Yeah, exactly. Cut that out. We're going to get down to like 2,000 followers by tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, um, so I, I went to New Zealand, uh, third year, placement year. Um, and I actually did a, so I, to get to the farm I went on, it was a large scale farm, but I did a Skype interview to get, like, basically, they took, did Skype interviews. So I turned out I had a shirt on top and obviously classic boxes on underneath. And every time I had to leave, I had to sort of go um, on to like leave the top body up so it looked good. Bottom That's part. That's how I'm doing now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, 
But no, I got the job and it was um, real worth it. So I was there for nine months in total. It was um, called Brownbrig Agriculture, which is in North Island, uh, Hawke's Bay. Um, so the climate there pretty much for five, six months of the year is boiling pretty much. Yeah, it's warm. Yeah. Um, but it was an eye opener. It did like completely different um, type of farming to what we've got back here. So no, it was good. Yeah, it must have been it must have been good though to do that in your middle year placement because a lot of people wait until you know they actually finish you need to get that done out the way. So did you go travelling after that or was I did, yeah, I was lucky enough. So obviously family came out so Chris for Christmas. So I had four weeks around just to travel with them. Yeah. And then before after I finished, I literally travelled around the north and on South Island for probably just under two months, really. Um yeah, and I literally got to see all of it. So went to Queenstown, went literally all over. But it was I, I could re- I could recommend it to so many people like for your placement. A lot of people say stayed in the UK or did I wouldn't say boring, but like other stuff. Whereas I'd recommend literally that's your chance to sort of go out and yeah, go and go abroad. Yeah, and it's completely yeah. different to what I've, I've been used to back here. So it was it was good. Yeah, or, or just uh, like a, a made of mine. I, I thought it was a, his placement year. He did a six month harvest year and a six month harvest out there. You know, got the. And well, that, exactly that's a good way of doing it isn't it yeah. yeah what i saw of it was the money you must make because you can work you can easily work 18 hours a day get overtime get all the works and then come back for fourth year and you're laughing aren't you? <laughs> you're <laughs> splash the laugh. it's so true yeah so the, um you were with brown rig agriculture in hawks yeah yeah exactly so what, what sort of setup was that so it was, they grew, they basically grew squash, like 1,500 hectares of squash for Southeast Asia. Um, uh, although 1,500 hectares is a lot, but that's quite high, like uh, high intensive. They've got a pack house on site. Um, Jonathan Brownrigg, who's the owner of it, he basically works nighttime in New Zealand because obviously he's dealing with the um, Southeast Asia um, time zone. Yeah. Um, and they, they oh, how many people do they have? Of like normal, like I say, what I mean, normal staff. I would say I'm far from normal, but they had about 50 employees of just like driving the tractors, the arable side of things. And then they probably in the pack house, they had a few, another probably 100, 100 people because they had a pack house on site. Um, they had a new, like probably 100 people in there. And then they are on the livestock side of things, they probably had around 20 different shepherdess or, or shepherds and stuff like that. But um, no, it was good. Yeah. Don't forget the like the Samoans and like the Taiwanese that came and they physically picked the squash. So it's like there's harvesters which don't pick it up. They got literally people going behind, cutting the squash, putting on conveyor belts ahead, and um, that's backbreaking stuff. That is, yeah, yeah. I know, I know what a squash is, but I wouldn't even know what I do with one. What, what the fuck do you do with a squash? I Robinsons in it, die. You have like orange. No. Or- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, Jake, look at them. They're drinking gin. They call it cordial. It was really good. Um, and then they had, like, I didn't get involved with the livestock because it's obviously you're either part of the arable section there or the livestock section. But yeah. um, in perspective, they, they basically got, they bought in lambs at a young age to fatten and they bought in 120,000 each year. So, um, love and then they used their um, like they, they basically got trucks they got like probably I don't know 15 trucks which they in the summer months they used to truck all the squash back in like um, boxes or um, cartons I say cartons it's not it's like it's pretty a ton a ton basically storage boxes to go to the pack house but in the winter they put like the sides in it and they put their like livestock trucks so um, yeah it's, it works it's like a really good really good setup 
but they the land like that's literally the best soil I've probably ever seen wherever I've been. But they've uh, Jonathan Brownrigg's basically invested so much into drainage systems there because it's pretty much it's it's squash land, um, it's um, swamp land, so you wouldn't really be able to drive in it. But because they've done the drainage systems on it, you can then drive in it. Yeah, and it's um it's a weird it's a weird feeling. Leads us on to something quite nice about driving. <laughs> <on> it. <laughs> it's, um, but it's weird. Like I I've never there's tractors going past me, and you can feel it, even inside a tractor, it's sort of wobbling. Like it's almost jelly like that. But it's that soft. Put it that way. So that's my, that's my excuse for what Will was trying to say. Well, who's going to give us this one then? Do we, do we want a first-person account or a third-person account? Yeah. <laughs> we'll go first-person, shall we? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so I had, a, I had a bit of a stinker out there. Well, I wouldn't say it's just me because it does happen quite regularly out there. So that's, that's, but um, <laughs> I, was, I was in a 8370RT, uh, so it's on tracks, um, going along quite nicely, obviously on GPS, so quite, quite cruisy. Um, turns out there was a massive sort of swampy area or a sinkhole they called it there and um, I was going probably I was pretty I was cultivating at this time so I had a, like a Simba discs on the back end um, I was going probably 13.8k and then all of a sudden literally ground grounded out big time um, the, the whole tractor sunk uh, I tried to reverse tried to then turn it to try and get it out but it was literally buried to the, sh- the chassis so um, it was, and that was actually nothing to do with the tractor. That was just the size of Tom's nose. Really, <laughs> <laughs> an awful chat that is. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I had. To, it turns out I had to call my boss, so I called Sam up saying, "Sam, I'm in a bit of a pickle. I've got the eighty seventy stuck." Um, <laughs> Sorry, pickle. If anyone got that. <laughs> yeah. And then, so the only thing that could manage to pull it out was it. It's like basically a digger sort of thing, but it's like a bulldozer digger with special tracks on because it for the swamp land. And I had to get that on the front of it to pull me out. And then I had to get a, an actual digger, like a massive 12-ton digger on the front of that to pull literally both of us out. It was at that much stuck. Um, so, yeah, obviously got rinsed that a few times when I was there. But um, <laughs> I, I was fortunate enough that on the last day of leaving, I was cultivating again. Sam picked me up. And then in his Ford Ranger, literally got stuck. Like he rinsed me like, for the a whole year. And the last, last day, Sam got stuck. And I literally gave it to him full, full on. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I had the last laugh then. <laughs> it, was, it was karma. Calm it was man. so good. Mm. So we, um, we mentioned that, Will, you're the comment driver, yeah? Attempt to be. Well, to be fair, I, I'd say I'm main combine driver. Tom's sort of... No, I disagree on that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to be honest, I agree with it because all I've heard is about Tom fucking up with the combine. <laughs> <laughs> this is a proper fuck up, this one, actually. <laughs> well, I'll let Tom, you need to say it. What, what's this one? Oh, come on. Well, I've, got, I've, I've got two to take my pick. I've got one with, um, uh, one when you took the auger off. Oh, oh Tom. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, even I was scared of you yeah. at that point. The poor little kid that was on my tractor who I was taking for a little tractor ride. Dude, let's go for the Sims one because it's bloody funny. No, we'll start with the other no, one. We'll start right. with so, one. So this year, part, partly, I'm actually going to say it's going to be a classic apprentice nah. apprentice sort of issue. So I'd say it's George. Sorry, I had corn cutters. I was 15 years yeah. old. You can fuck off. There's a, there's a, there's a nibble. So that's perfect. That's one nil me. <laughs> um, so I'll basically, I'll, we've got a John Deere S790 for anyone who doesn't know. Basically, it's, and it's on a Hillmaster. So you've got a, a 30 foot header, a 35 foot header on the front of it, actually Draper header. And um, we were on one of our steepest banks on the farm and I was unloading into George. So Spout was out. And when you're on the steep bank, she's basically up, uphill of me. So the auger's 
of the combines pretty much in inside the trailer. Yeah. So filling up um, filling up her second load from the combine, and um, the basically the auger touches the grain that's in the trailer, mm. and at the end of the auger it's basically plastic with a few bolts. So that snapped off into the trailer. Didn't really. Oh, I, I did. I did realise at the time, but George had a basically a two-year-old inside the room, inside the cab, and there's me. Literally, I was so. We use it on the farms uh, our word "wushy," which basically means like "fucked off" to, to the max. I've never and, seen you so angry. Like the steering wheel nearly came off in your I, hands. I was literally effing and blinding. You jumped into the corn yeah. cart. You threw the auger, which would probably weigh twice you. Yeah. Off. You jumped off after it. You beat it up. Yeah. Could will down the phone. Fucking get it as quick as you can. So, somehow it was actually my my fault. Oh, I wasn't even there. <laughs> yeah. So between them, we found out it's actually Will and George's fault, and it wasn't me. So that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I think he's a bit angry. We'll go in a minute. But um, yeah, so we were stopped for about half an hour just to try. It was awkward. Had to bring the, the JCB forklift out to um, basically get up on a on a cradle. It wasn't a bucket because obviously we're good over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we so Again, we, no footage on Instagram. <laughs> so we so we basically had to put it on, but we stopped for half an hour. But we we hate stopping with the combine. But if we're come running, we basically want to be going flat out. Um but yeah, that was a, driven it better then, yeah, yeah, that was a moment where um swear words applying and it was a fuck up and a half, basically. <laughs> Jesus. Ugh. So I I I, I we may as well just roll straight into the Civ story, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'll, I'll let Will explain this then. Shall I? But, yeah. I think I did, I've done a lot of the, um, the rape harvest so far. So I said to Tom, you can do like the last bit or you can start some spring rape and stuff like that. And I don't think he knew how to set the sims or the fan. It was a, it was a combination because the sample coming in from the trailers was absolutely shocking. Basically, it was just like Chat. the pod. There was the pod chatter stuff from the actual... Rape was in the trailer, <laughs> and all the rape was out the back of the combine. It was whole crop in. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah, so I think Harry, who used to work for us from Canada, took it, took the first, um, first load back to dryer. So obviously, tipped it in the pit to go through the elevators and through the system to be dry because it was bloody wet. And dad goes, Who the hell's on the combine? Because the sample was shocking. We kept on going, so I think. Two or three trailers. No, Dad got me to yeah, text Dad's Tom got... because he didn't want to text Tom again to be like, sort yeah. the sample out. George, now it's your turn to tell yeah. Tom. <laughs> so it's a combination. Basically, everyone had to text Tom to say, sort the sample out because it's shocking. And three trailers too late. And it turns out that there's so much chaff in it rather than rape, it got stuck in the top of the dryer. So all that was happening is nothing was moving in the dryer. It was just getting hotter and hotter. So the top half of the dryer satellite. <laughs> yeah, so it was panic stations from there the on, wasn't panic. it? Yeah, yeah, it was full, full bore panic. But the dryer's old, so I, I was doing the dryer a favour. So I was basically trying to set the, dry, the dryer on favour. So next year yeah. we get... Well, you're yeah. trying to set the, the fire dryer on, on favour. <laughs> right, I'm taking the gin away. Yeah, there we are. I had a few gins there. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say, I bet, I bet the... Uh, the dry matter sample coming out of a combine that's on fire must be, oh, okay. <laughs> exactly. It's a cheap way of doing it, isn't it? <laughs> well, no when a combine is 300,000. Yeah. <laughs> I keep a tax man happy then, don't I? Die by a new one. Well, the insurance don't know one, I'm on there, but uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, uh, talking of fuck ups, who the hell is Pete? Dad. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, there you are. I suppose. Well, they've had a fuck up for each other. Die. We might as well hear about their dad. Let's hear the whole family's fuck up then. It's, it's quite clear that all three of you are an absolute fuck ups and are constantly fucking up. 
the, it's the old man holding it together then, yeah? Uh, not when he's on a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> that on ladders don't go well. Dad, since Dad basically has been like, his phone has been attached to him so that if he climbs into like the dryers or down ele- ele- uh, elevators or whatever, he's got a phone on him because he is terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Well, he got, what is it? How long ago now? I'd say it's got to be 30 or 40 years ago. He caught his finger in the elevator and he basically can't straighten his finger. So it's basically bent like, oh, but literally can't, can't straighten it because I don't know why. I think, I think to be fair, the dry elevator back in there, it's an old dryer now and it stopped working. So for some reason, it must have got blocked or just wedged. So all the conveyors have stopped. So he shoved his hand in to try and clear it and then yeah, suddenly it went. And then, yeah, he's, he's basically got a bent finger now. Like he got out of the um, the bins in Somerset, summer just gone. He comes up to me and was like, "Oh, that was fun, bit dangerous." And I was like, "Did you have your phone?" You? Oh no, no, no. But, to be fair, he's had a bigger cock up than that, and we should, we forgot to say we're making hay for Mick Shannon. Um, literally picking up the last few bits. This is different to what Will Will's yeah, wears. Yeah. So he, he decided to. He literally got a, like a massive green trailer, like articulate trailer on the back, and didn't decided not to put in the brakes on it. Classic, steep, we're like literally on a slippery grass field, right steep bank, or with a, like a John Deere 8370 on the front. So it's, it's a big tractor on the front. Turns out the, um, the trailer basically jackknives, jackknives the tractor, tractor literally flips, not flips over, but as in flips sideways, trailer crushes up against the back wheel, back mudguard, and breaks, breaks like the front um, tailboard on, it's not really a tailboard, but front headstock on the trailer. And all because he just didn't put the brakes in. And then I don't know how we, I don't know how we straightened out. Had to, we had to tow him to... Were you there? I can't wasn't here. I wasn't there. No. We had to like tow him to basically straight, straighten him out. But that but, was... Uh, hey, um, sorry, how the fuck do you guys get anything done? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, true. Well, where are all of these photos on Instagram? Like, yeah. you living your best life. Perfect. We run in partnership with the AA. <laughs> Barrels. Yeah. Oh, God. Hell. She's... Oh. Who's that? that? Sorry, that was um, awesome. shocking, that. Yeah. See, uh, it's just, you know... My mum calling, so we, yeah, we're trying not to pick that up. That's <laughs> yeah. not the sort of professionalism we expect on this podcast. Like, we... <laughs> <laughs> die, die. After just listening to the three individual stories about some of the farm fuck-ups and their father's farm fuck-up, mate, we, we should have expected that phone call to come. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it was right on cue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, it must be so fun. Like the three of you get on so well, you all live within the stone's throw of each other, and you just work together all day. It must be so fun. Yeah, People do say that all the time. Yeah. Like, do you actually get on as well as you say you do, or like you look like you do? We do, to be fair. It's that. It's a, that's actually one thing. So we run in conjunction with our uncle, and our uncle's got a daughter, Tori, who works in the farm as well. So we are actually considering putting the two farms together. We are just the Kalar family on the farm, so we don't employ anyone else now, which is nice. Yeah, that's nice. Whereas, and most of us are under 30. Well, yeah, we're quite technically under 30. Yeah, if most of us are under 30, you are 30. No, but four of us are under 30, apart from Dan and Uncle David. Like a young generation family aren't yeah. on the farm. Like uh, I said, it's so much because there's so many horror stories with family farms, isn't it? And especially all you guys coming home, going away to uni, coming back, and then they work in still. That's, that's fantastic, really, isn't it? It's, yeah. No, I think we're lucky there with that, though, yeah. and and the setup, like we all got on really well and dad's awesome. He's very lenient, so. Joey, how, how do you feel, you literally just said it yourself, it's your father, your uncle and you are the only ones over 30. 
Yeah. <laughs> You're in their bracket now. Oh, Tory's actually no Tory's there. Yeah, Tory's thirty as well. Yeah. So George is actually completely like the maths is shy. It's only two of us under thirty. Tom and I. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> under thirty-five, isn't it? That's what you meant, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that is. That's <laughs> according to the government, as long as you're under 40, you're still a young farmer, according to the government. So that's fine, isn't it? Yeah. You know what? Right. Are we going to throw out the generic question we ask anyone, everyone? Mm. What's, uh, what, what's the plans for the future? Where do you see yourself in five years? Future? <laughs> 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 well, five years, Matt won't have any hair. Will's well, getting married. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Will's not getting married, is he, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> we could, to be fair, I think our, our aim may be, it might not be five years, it could, could be a bit longer, but potentially to have a winery on site, produce our own wine. That'd be hellish. Cool. And hopefully beer, if we... Um, yeah, well, to wine. be fair, we went to a, a winery down in um, Cornwall called Polgoon, and that basically does, it, it, obviously it's winery, so it does its own wine, but in the seasons where the wine or the grapes aren't getting crushed, they did cider and they did apples and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So there's yeah. nothing saying that when we're not busy in the grape season, if we had a winery here, we could go into cider making and stuff like that. Were they open to you coming down and snooped in around? Because I know like an awful lot of people would be like, well, hang on, I'm not showing you all the fucking secrets so you can go home and make us... They're pretty open, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Although you get some some um, wineries that are a bit more discreet than others. Um, but yeah. speak to a lot on Instagram being like, you know, we're putting on a... Um, a like some trees to to help the vineyard and stuff a bit of a windbreak you know asking their opinion they're pretty open like everyone's quite yeah. helpful because we're quite the, uh, english wines we're quite small aren't we we're nothing like what france are or anything yeah. like that so everyone's trying to support yeah. everyone in the industry aren't they and uh an, an idiot question from someone who doesn't know anything about vineyards do you need a pollinator we didn't know anything about vineyards oh. <laughs> <laughs> do they need uh, pollinating because i know orchards they have to have bees on site to pollinate them don't they not especially you know- but that's why we got the cover crops. Uh, uh, do you know what? Uh, what? What some people, what some vineyards do is have roses at the end of each um, each row, and that's mainly because it shows that a rose will show disease first. Before right. Right. And, and, and uh, it could be a myth, maybe more aesthetic, so it looks, so it looks nice. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. And you, you can pick them for the misses. Hi, <laughs> 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 yeah. right, just getting to nowhere, all right? <laughs> just to warn you that that boy we said who it took nine years after nine years he said I'm just getting to know it he did marry her this year so he's got five years he's got five years Di. I- <laughs> so guys you know what's coming uh, are you ready? It's pretty intense. This. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty intense. This is question time. This is fucking news attention. This. Okay. It's, really pre- it's pretty intense. It's pretty hard hitting. Are you guys ready? We're ready to rumble. We are. I've run out of gin, but yeah. Well, 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 <laughs> would you like to fill your gin up? Yeah, I reckon we've got to fill the gin up. Yeah. Yeah. Ready? Three, yeah. two, one, now. More, more time to think. <laughs> Question number one. What is the most used word or sentence on Rolls Farm? Wushy. It's got to be wushy, which is our word, yeah. Ex- explain again, you did mention wushy. Wushy. Dad brought it up years ago, didn't I think, 
I think, I think it's the Reading U as a Reading U. This thing, is how it goes. So Tom's stressed out, like like like. Tom's just hit the auger and the spout thing's falling. And off. you'd go <laughs> and touch the end of his nose. And trust me, you'd go fucking mad. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's probably listening, thinking, "Fuck me, they're weird." Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me, unfollow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You just lost two and a half thousand followers with that answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, question number two: Was your all-time favourite Cabland classic? I'm expecting a banger now because there's three of you here. Yeah? Go on, Tom. This is up to you. It's, it's got to be Luke Holmes' Hurricane. Then you roll in with your hair in the wind, baby, without warning. I was doing all right, but just your side had my heart torn in. The moon went hiding, stars quit shining, rain was driving, thunder lightning. You wrecked my whole world when you came and hit me like a hurricane. You don't know. No, that's, 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 that's a fake, you know. Like, right, I bet it. Luke I'm all over Luke Holmes. Be and Ever Broke My Heart, that's... Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know. That's yeah. classic. And um, I'll tell you another one, which is um, a hell of a tune, is uh, One Too Too Many. Yeah, yeah, yeah agree. That, that is a banger. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's only because um, we had, when we had a har- harvest um, student over, he, a harvest was, student. He, he came every we, harvest for eight years. Every harvest like, for eight years, but um, Houston didn't employ Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, Family. <laughs> I don't think he, did he have many fuck ups? <laughs> No, he was fucking great. He probably well, did. No, he, yeah, he had a fuck up to be fair. He had his fingers squashed by Dad again. We got to bring that up. That's another one of Dad. Yeah. So he had his fingers squashed against the wall at the back of the trailer by Dad. He had to go to A and E, but Dad hates blood, so Dad couldn't look at his hands. Dad fainted. So, no, Dad pretty much fainted. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. Uh, one thing about Luke Combs, which does make me laugh, is if you watch his, like, listen on Spotify, it's simple, but if you watch his videos on YouTube, yeah. he's not the best looking chap, a massive boy, but on YouTube, his music videos, every video, he's got like a 10 out of 10 fucking 10 stone yeah. stuff. Like, absolute yeah. stuff on his arm, and you're like, really, Luke? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three. Four legs. I'm so perfect. <laughs> it's got to be four wheels. For you yeah. two, I say four legs. For me. Oh, I fucking hate sheep though, so maybe not. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think if you hate sheep, that's pretty much four we'll go, wheels. We'll go majority. Four wheels. Yeah, yeah. got to be. No, they hate me, but yeah, go four wheels. Go on, Jake. There we are. Question number four. Uh, I have good vibes while I should die. Pit or bales? Bales. bales. Yeah, oh, bales for whales again, die. Better <laughs> 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 fucking equine forage than you, jeez. <laughs> yeah, equine forage is where it's all about. Where it's all about, or what it's all about? No, where where it's all about. Now it's, it's a new phrase. <laughs> <laughs> 
And finally, favourite AGM slogan. Right, yeah, we've never done an AGM. But I'm, I'm the only one that's done Young Farmers out of all three of us. But Tom's got a good slogan from Union. I'd say probably favourite one would be farmer born, farmer bred, good in the fields, better in bed. Yes. <laughs> Classic. classic. It's a classic. It's pretty boring. You were rolling back the decades with that one. Then <laughs> <laughs> Thomas sat in the kitchen eating his cereal one morning with it on his back of his t-shirt, and he was a singular as fuck. And I was like, really? <laughs> what a legend! Think, I don't think so. <laughs> no, we 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 oh, yeah. we always tell this story. But that bloke who waited nine years um, to marry his missus, they've got a campsite on farm. And he, oh, this is class. He has to go down and like cut around all the, the caravans, like, you know, do all the verges and things like that. And he said he was getting loads of weird looks one day of like all the mothers and the sister, you know, all the women and the kids. And he's getting all these weird, and he's like, what's the fucking that problem? And when he went for lunch, his missus said, Have you seen what's on your back? And he was, Suck my cock like it's Blackpool Rock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Dad, can you hear that? Jake. What's that, Dave? <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh, That's the Boris bell. Oh, it's the Boris bell. <laughs> Still going, man. God. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, I love it. Yeah. You know what that we means? COVID doesn't exist in England anymore. Just no. Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland got COVID now, isn't it? Yeah. Guys, you'll have to take your masks off now to do your pints. Um, first time we've ever had more than one guest. So We're going to have to go die in the same order that we are asked the question yeah, yeah. about themselves and interviewed each person I think so starting from left to right what do you reckon yeah. do I have to do a beer yeah, yeah she can do, you can do a pint of gin if you want but you, you will get like a top of your wet lap for a pint of gin that's going to be hard the, the gin's going to be hard I think you watch and learn so what's been some good times then uh, three seconds, just three and a half seconds. Um, Will Clark was 4.1, but AK, the guy that went after him, what was he, die? 3.8, something like that? I've got a fun one. Why don't we be the slowest? No, 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 you will not. You will not be the slowest. You don't need to worry about that. Uh, one boy it took over fifty seconds, and he still didn't finish it. Oh my so you won't be the slowest. Yeah. Yeah. You know I can do then. Okay, fighting talk. Fighting talk. Oh, anyway, I'll get a beer down here then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I beat Tom, just keep his on for another second, even if he's finished. Right. Yeah, and what are we talking? 40, 50 quid or what's I tell you what, George, there was one girl, she done it in four point seven seconds, and that was lager actually she drank. This is gonna be really hard. Right. Right. Bye. We're starting with Will, yeah. Yeah, Will, are you ready? We're doing like waterfall. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Oh, I don't know. Firstly, Will, what are you drinking? Hey. What are you drinking? This is Mr. Chubbs, good old, uh, Mr. Chubbs from West Barts Brewery. Oh, good plug. That's £20 in the post. <laughs> <laughs> We're ready. Three, two, one, go. Bloody hell, die. He's quick. He's quick. That's not quite quick. Ooh, oh, <laughs> not too bad. Not yeah. That was. That is, that is very respectable. That is a 5.17 yeah. seconds. Let me, let me get paper. We have to write these down. Dude, that's not bad. Oh, give that. Hey, guy, guy, he's beating you, mate. He did beat me, yeah. I was 5.5. And that was only with half a pint you had as well, though. <laughs> right. Will... Will, five, what was it? 5.17, yeah? 5.17. Right, that's very good. Very good. That's not bad. You're going to be in the top half. Well, the top 10, easy. Top oh, 10. Easy. That's what we want to hear. 
Jordan. We've only done 11 podcasts, but no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Georgie, it's on you. Are you ready? This would be hard. Would it be hard? Just mad, George. Would it be hard? All right. Three. Oh, sorry. What are you drinking? A pint of gin, yeah? Pint of gin, yeah. Three. Tonic. You ready? This is a straight gin, yeah. Straight gin. Three. Go. George, wait. Oh, oh, oh. Fucking hell. Keep going, George. Keep going, George. Man. Oh, here we go. You're under 50. Guys, do you know what is funny? Do you know if it takes 30 seconds, it's the perfect time for the countdown song? Oh, oh no, she's halfway. She's halfway. Man, George, man, man. Keep going. No, keep going. This is my last one. Twenty. Twenty. 25.04. Fuck it, you're getting the countdown theme. That's, you know. <laughs> right. So oh. you, you, Will, you could have seen our five pints in the time it took her. Huh? <laughs> Sorry, that was really bad. So, Tom, are you aiming to be 25 seconds or five seconds? I'm aiming to be four and a half. Four and a half. There's going to be six and a half now. <laughs> Die, you count in. Three, two, one, go. Oh, that's quick. Yeah. That's quick. It's going to be close. It's going to be close. Oh! Oh! Oh, oh that's, that's four. Newcastle. Yeah, here we go. That's four. That is four. Seven. Point zero seven. All the sevens. Oh, and we, have, we have a family winner here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> winner as well. There you are. First home to the farm. Quickest to see up a pint. Oh, <laughs> first out of his mother. I just, I don't know. It's all winner. <laughs> first to get married. First to everything. First to get married. You just take yeah. 20 seconds of mine. <laughs> We did try to warn you. Gin is just okay, gin, gin. I would never have done gin. Uh, yeah, all right. Did it have did it have ice cubes in there as well? Yeah. Oh, just oh. rain freeze. Rain yeah. freeze. So it just leaves for me to say a massive thank you to a Mr. Anthony. I know how busy you are, Jake. Oh, just such a grafter. Such yeah, it's hard on the top. It's hard on the top. And <laughs> of course. The wonderful people from Rose Farm. Pe- people at home will have no idea how hard it was for five individuals to set on one date when we were all free. Absolute carnage. But yeah, it's been absolutely worth it because what a fucking night we've had. Remember to follow us. On, well, firstly, like, subscribe, and leave a review. Uh, follow us on Instagram. It's at Pebbles Pod. And follow, well, I don't even know why I'm bloody saying this because everyone follows you anyway, but. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's the Instagram handle? Rolls Farm. No, it's not. It's Rolls underscore Farm. Sorry. Yeah, correct that. Yeah. Edit, please. He's Cut no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get rid of him. Follow them. Not for the tractors. Not for the kit. Not for the vineyards. Not for the farm. But for the sausage fucking rolls. Get them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Will, Tom, and Georgie. And we'll see you all again. Bye. Cheers. Thank you. Well, I got a call from Rowdy Round. Six o'clock saying he called a hankering for a honky tonk. Wants a nice cold beer and a country song, but he didn't want to stay out all night long. 
ain't the kind of let a buddy drink alone But I can't turn it off once I turn it on There's no stopping me once I get going Put a can in my hand, man, I'm wide ass open The tick-tock of that clock is like a time bomb By half past ten, I'm half past tipsy At quarter to twelve, man, I don't have plenty The countdown's all in the first beer hits me Two on, too many After five dying millers I was feeling loose Singing karaoke to a tear tune When a pretty little thing shot me awake She said, hey cowboy, could you buy us a drink? Well, hey baby doll, I will if you want But I can't turn it off once I turn it on There's no stopping me once I get going Put a cat in my hand, man There's no stopping me once I get to go and put a can in my hand, man, I'm wide ass open. The tick-tock of that clock is like a time bomb. Hey, I'm half past ten, I'm half past tipsy. A quarter to twelve, man, I done half plenty. The countdown's on when the first beer hits me. 